because I think the purpose of faith is to get human beings to live on a higher plane than the animals in the jungle and that there's something bigger going on that's bigger than all of us. And Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's your boy Ray here. I'm with my boy Lawrence for my our version of uh, Patriots Outsider. Uh, so sorry I'm late, everybody. Uh, we are late because of me, not because of Lawrence. We are late because I was sitting there having a conversation with my daughter, and Lawrence messaged me at 7 o'clock and asked me if it was 7 o'clock here. And uh, I'm assuming because of daylight saving time. And all of a sudden I went, and uh, well i used a different word and uh we came running downstairs but lawrence man i'm gonna tell you something buddy i know you want to talk about some of the patriots moves but i need to tell you something dude sometimes getting some inside information sometimes a source approaching you to tell you something is worse than knowing anything at all did you know that because I was given the following information today, and this is more than a dude, trust me. This is somebody who I can say is, is close to the team. Okay. And they said to me this, Kraft has given Belichick the green light to do whatever it takes to put the Patriots back into contention. That seems kind of obvious over the last couple of days, right? So I'm like, okay. The same guy told me, that Belichick has one more big move left up his sleeve. And when he said big, he said big in all caps. But we shouldn't expect to see it anytime soon. He also wouldn't tell me what the move was. I debated whether or not to share this with everybody, and I decided I would share it. And you know why I decided I'd share it, Lawrence? Sure. I decided to share it because I figured why should I be tortured with this information alone, trying to figure out what this big move is. And this gives me until this big move happens. It gives us tons and tons and tons of time to speculate and have some fun on what this big move is. So, Belichick is making a big move. We don't know when. We don't know where. I have an idea of what I think it is. But Lawrence, given that information, what do you think this quote-unquote big move is that we shouldn't expect to happen anytime soon? Probably a trade for a quarterback. Okay, that's where I'm going. But what kind of quarterback? A high-end quarterback. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Get a little I mean, bit more specific with I, me. I mean, there's the, the. I think the chat pretty much has us on the same kind of thought process as what I'm looking at. Um, I, you think about it. If it's something that's not going to happen anytime soon, there is a big-time quarterback out there right now that is having issues because of uh, some claims against him, and he's like, "This is BS," and I could see that. Um, 
they're just they're probably pushing it uh the Texans, I'm just going to straight up. The Texans have, have pretty much said Watson is on the block now. And, you know, I bet Kraft is just kind of chilling and waiting a little bit. He's probably got ammo sitting back there waiting for the, the trade for Watson uh, as, so, as soon as he's able to clear his name. And from – I can't speculate. I mean, I can speculate. I'm not going to come to an opinion. But from the way Watson handled it, it seems like this is just somebody trying to ruin his name and get get a little bit of pay. That's what my speculation is, and I think that's what Kraft is looking at as well. So I'm going to tell you exactly what was said to me. Okay. okay. The Patriots have one big move left, but it's not happening anytime soon. Also, Bill has been given the green light. Kraft basically told Bill, do whatever it takes this season. So I wrote... Well, hold on. I was clarifying something. And then I wrote, it has to be a quarterback, right? And then after a very, 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 very long pause, I got, yeah. And that was it. Now, three things went through my head. Let me tell you the three. Jimmy Garoppolo was the first one that went through my head because that's what we've heard a lot of. But that don't seem big in capital letters to me. No. And I thought, okay, maybe. Then I thought Deshaun Watson. And I went, less likely, maybe, but less likely. I think the big move is trading into the top five. That could be as well. I mean, they could be trading up in this draft. Because right now, in my opinion, what Belichick has done is he has put himself in a position that he can trade himself up because he addressed most of those roster needs in free agency. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about free agency here in a second, but he's addressed most of those roster needs in free agency, which means he doesn't need all that draft capital to fill the team needs to fill depth. Absolutely. And I believe that he's going to be trading up to one of those top, top three quarterbacks. I don't think top five quarterbacks. I think he's trading up for one of those top three quarterbacks. I'm I'm honestly, it would take probably as much to move up in the draft as it would to trade, to get Watson or, or uh, Wilson. In my opinion, it really would. It'd probably take three first rounders to get up there, to get one of those top three quarterbacks. I'm thinking from a money perspective, though, because he back. Look at this whole draft. He backloaded the contracts, right? In the next three years, four years, those are going to be expensive contracts. And having a quarterback on a rookie deal, you know, in the three years, where Watson is cheap this year at 15 million, and then it just steadily gets more and more and more expensive as it goes along, right? Yeah, but at the same time, uh, Belichick is is playing the we're going to have a crap ton of cap space in the next three years anyhow because of the new TV deal. I'm on, That's just like guaranteed. You can see that. Oh, by the way, my arm is killing me. So those of you watching and Ray, if you have an animal at your house and you're holding them and something is about to happen that's a really loud noise, drop them and let it go. Oh, is that your cat? Yeah. <laughs> so found on the street that just wandered in from the street that you yes. adopted as your own? Yes. That's exactly it. He was laying here. I was holding him, petting him. He was purring and rubbing his head all over me. And then 
I, I was, um, I was sitting here. I had my, my, uh, thing that has my, uh, keyboard and mouse that I lay over my lap and it started to slide off and I knew it was going to fall. And I should have let my cat drop, should have set my cat down before it hit. And I didn't, that cat jumped up and clawed the holy crap out of me. That's awful. Yeah, it happens. So <laughs> I can't be I can't be mad at him though because I mean I scared the shit out of him. <laughs> yeah, no, it's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah. Um. So yeah, man. So that's uh, that's it. That it's just so when that was all done after he gave me that information, I sat there. I didn't know what to do with it. Right. I was like, he, I'm like, so I asked him, "Is this confidential? Can I share it?" He's like, "Yeah, share it." But I'm like, okay. And then I'm like, should I share this? Like, I'm not really telling anybody anything. All I'm saying is there's going to be a big move. Two years ago, I got approached by somebody different who said it was a, th- I'll never forget. It was a Thursday night. And they said, there's something big happening tomorrow mm-hmm. with the Patriots roster. And I said, what? And they said, I can't tell you, <laughs> right? Still trying to confirm it, but I'm just telling you there's something big. If you want to tease it, tease it, you know, it'd be good for you. So I teased it. Right. And I, I made it, you know, kind of quirky and I teased that something big is happening. In the next day, the NFL reinstated Josh Gordon, which was obviously massive news at the time for the New England Patriots. Mm-hmm. Um, so I debated this because I could put this out and no big move ever happens and I look stupid. I knew that. You know what I mean? The same fact that I kind of said there's going to be a big move. I can't tell you what it is. I can't tell you when it's going to happen. So I could take credit for anything. But I'll never forget what that the 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 – the person who told me the Josh Gordon news, but didn't tell me it was Gordon, just told me there's something big coming. She said to me, when it happens, you'll know, you know, like you'll know, you won't even have to confirm it with me. When it happens, you'll know. So I'm taking this approach. He says, it's going to be big. He says, it's not happening anytime soon, which is why I went to the draft, you know? And yeah. So I've been told that, Bill Belichick has one more big move up his sleeve, but it's not happening anytime soon. And I think Watson is going to get traded sooner rather than later, especially with all this stuff he's going through right now. I think he'll get traded before the draft, obviously, but I think it'll be like a a week or so before the draft. So, I mean, that's not anytime soon, but it's, it's still close enough to where maybe that might not be it. But I still think that that, you know, I mean, a Watson trade's not out of the question and, and quite frankly, I can't think of a single New England Patriot fan that I know that if, if the if the Patriots gave away three firsts, would say, "No, nah, I don't want him." That's I give, terrible. I give away. I give away four firsts for Watson. <laughs> it's it's weird. It's going to be interesting to see how much he costs, though. Because did you hear what Seattle shut down? Well, I mean, in a trade, you got to remember uh, these teams with, that just signed these big contracts to these quarterbacks would be eating all the bonus money, right, from yeah. these quarterbacks. So that's that's why uh, a young quarterback or any quarterback that's high in that just signed massive extensions is going to require a lot of draft capital because the other team's going to be eating like half the contract or more. Still, three firsts, a third, and two skilled players. That's That's a hard, that's a hard pass, man. That's a hard pass, even for Russell Wilson. That's a hard pass. Yeah, uh, but with with Watson, 
this whole shenanigans going on right now might have dropped his wanting a little bit, you know, for uh, some teams and, you know, uh, maybe even the Texans. I doubt the Texans, but it kind of gives them a little bit more since Watson wanted out, you know, in the first place. And then this happens on top of it kind of makes me wonder if this isn't uh, Watson's company starting this themselves, you know, mm. to help kind of push this push, trade on. Push him out of Houston. Mm-hmm. It's it's a weird one. I'm not talking about it yet because I want to see more come out. But when I looked at sort of what the accusation, ac- accusation is, I was like, I was like, yeah, he's a creep. You know what I mean? It's it's a creepy thing. And I texted Sarah as well to get her opinion. We both were like, yeah, it's creepy. Like, it's a creep move. You know what I mean? But, like, I want to know more. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want to see what else comes out. What, what gets me is the lawyer says this is not about money. We want what's right for women in general. And That, was, that was after he shut down a six-figure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's after they, they wanted a six-figure uh, a, a six settlement. Uh, settlement. Yeah, and then no, Watson's like, "You can kiss my ever loving, you know what?" <laughs> so before we get into what's been happening, I do want to get your opinion, and we're we're short on time tonight, guys, because I got talking about idiotic things with my kid, and here I am. Um, Joe Kinkato twenty one says, "My thoughts are a trade up, uh, a trade up, or a third for Jimmy." I'm definitely thinking it's a quarterback. For those of you who are coming late, is I was given some inside information today but not a lot. And it is more than a dude. Trust me. This is somebody who's actually in the know who told me Belichick has one more big move up his sleeve. Kraft has given Belichick the green light to do whatever it takes. But I was told that it's not going to happen anytime soon, which tells me it's got to be a quarterback. Cause what are you waiting for with a receiver? It's got to be a quarterback unless it's an OBJ trade at the trade at the, at the draft. You know, that's the only other outside of that. So we're doing a little bit of that speculation, but I do, Lawrence, want to get into the into uh, free agency a little bit. Um, I figured so. <laughs> let me tell you my thoughts on free agency just quickly mm-hmm. and then get yours and you can talk about everybody. But I think, first of all, Bill Belichick got very, very lucky with how things worked out. The year that he was plush with salary cap was the same year that the, you know, the, the salary cap drops and there's teams that are trying to get out of the salary cap. You can't plan for a pandemic. You know what I mean? If you're Bill Mm -hmm. Belichick, you cannot plan for a pandemic, but I think Bill Belichick, because of the circumstances had the perfect approach to free agency. He came out swinging. Obviously he got the guys he wanted. He upgraded the positions that needed upgrades but now he's sitting anywhere between 15 to $20 million. And what I'm, what I'm hearing now is, or what we're, what's expected now is he's going to start trying to find those cheaper value players that you talked about those day three, day four guys. I think the first example of that was letting David Andrews walk. Who's obviously demanding big money and signing Ted Karras to a one year, $4 million deal. It also keeps them in a position, though, that if a big-name opportunity does present itself, that they can make a move. So basically what I'm expecting the next, you know, I don't know, four or five days up to three, four weeks, because now now free agency can drag, right? Now guys can sign in two, three weeks. I'm expecting the Patriots to be signing these little value pieces, these one-year prove-it deals to some of these veterans, 
basically building his team the way he normally does after he just, what well, say, shocked the market. I mean, they talked about him being uh, abnormally aggressive. Uh, I would, I, I would classify the last two days prior to today as, as unusually aggressive for Bill Belichick. What was your thoughts on the whole, as a Colts fan, what was your address thoughts on the whole draft? I thought he was overcompensating <laughs> to be fair. Uh, with this whole free agency thing, I was like, holy crap. Uh, first off two tight ends, the two top tight ends after drafting two tight ends last year and they both kind of whiff, you know, and then you go out and you get Johnny Smith, Hunter Henry. Wow. That's, that's to me that, that smells of a little bit of overcompensation of, of whiffing on that. But at the same time, if one doesn't live up to expectations, the other should, right? So if not both, um, I look, the only thing that scares me, and I, I think I think I think Belichick hammered this completely utterly out of the park. But the only thing that scares me is generally, and you know exactly what I'm saying because this is this is what uh teams that like the Patriots and the Colts who draft well and build through the draft that it's their mantra teams that usually win free agency don't win in the regular season, you know, and that's kind of that, that whole situation. Now, the thing that can be said, the Buccaneers won it last year and then they won the Super Bowl. So there might be a, a turn right here, you know, but I love what, Every darn near every signing I saw Bill Belichick have, um, all the way from Aguilar, uh, obviously getting Brown back, Ted uh, Karras, he was that blew my mind. I did not expect it, and for only a, a one year, four million dollar deal, that was something I was like, holy crap! You know, I expected him to go to like the Jets on a long term deal or something. I, I actually liked Karras. He's not a power guy. But he's one of those really smart zone blockers uh, at, at center that uh, keeps his head on a swivel and is, is able to to watch to make sure there's no delayed blitzes or or uh, stunts and stuff like that coming inside. He's very smart. I mean, he's improved dramatically since he was a rookie with the Patriots. Uh, Dietrich Wise, Henry Anderson, massive. I want to go back to Karras for a second, and I uh -huh. think I know I know why. I think I know why he signed with the Patriots. Go ahead. First of all, drafted by the Patriots. Yeah, right? he's been with the Patriots his whole career except for last year. Mm -hmm. Did a really good job in twenty uh, in in twenty nineteen when David Andrews was out with his blood clots when he missed the whole season. Did a phenomenal job uh, taking over at center. Joe Tooney, highest paid guard in the NFL. Right, two years ago. Trent Brown became the highest paid tackle in the NFL year before that Nate Solder became the highest paid tackle in the NFL. David Andrews is going to go make a boatload of money as a center. And that's why the Patriots, I believe went with Ted Karras, because I think that people, I think there's teams out there. I think Miami set the market, to be honest with you. I think Miami set the market and now we're signing, we're going to see what he signs for. I think Ty Karras sat there and went, I could go sign with the Jets and probably be a lower deal. Or I can play one year with the Patriots who just signed Hunter Henry, Jonu Smith, be that center with one of the best running games in the NFL behind him, 
You know what I mean? Not the best, but one of the best running games, you know, especially if Damian Harris is healthy. Dude, I could be up for a big contract next year. I'll take a one-year prove-it deal with the Patriots. That's what I think happened, to be honest with you. Okay. I know the And I know the system. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm not going somewhere unfamiliar. I'm doing a one-year prove-it on a team I spent my whole career with, except for one season. Um, The one guy I was kind of eh, about was Matt Judon, because I'm not sure he can be that, uh, that hardcore pass rusher. But at the same time, it's not horrid. I don't think on the the money wise for Judon, I think it's less than what he was expecting uh, when he was with the Ravens. Also, keep into consideration too that the Patriots play a like I think the the highest snaps a defensive player gets is thirty percent. You know what I mean, especially Uh on the edge. So he's going to be switching in and out with Uche, Dietrich, Weiss, Chase Winovich. It's that it's going to be you know what I mean a constant turnover of of players. So he can a stay healthy, which has become an issue. And B, I think that you can use them in different packages. And I think the Patriots who've been playing a 3-4 the last two years are going to switch back to a 4-3. Two very underrated signings. Obviously, Jalen Mills, who can move all over the secondary. That is a great contract, $6 million a year. Um, and he plays well. He plays better at safety than he does at corner. But he can play corner if called upon. And Henry Anderson, who is just a stud of a run stuffer in the middle, can give a little bit of pass rush if he's blocked one-on-one, but generally not so much. He is just a guy who could get off a block side to side so that he could get an arm on a on a on a runner and bring him down. He's very good at doing that. But I think those two are uh low-key, very underrated signings by the Patriots. Yeah, and I'm just looking at some of the comments here. Is is McChicken is saying there's no way the Patriots stay in a four-three. My issue with the Patriots staying in a 3-4 is why do you bring back Dietrich Weiss Jr. on a 3-4? Like, he's he's better coming off the edge, not coming up the middle. You know what I mean? Like, why do you bring in Matt Judon? If you're, you know what I mean? If you're going to 3-4, I don't like it. Not with the current personnel that they have. Plus, you brought in Gotcha. You know what I mean? Like, you brought in run stuffers. I think the Patriots are going 4-3. Absolutely think the Patriots are going 4-3. See, Henry Anderson is either a 3-4 defensive end or a 4-3 defensive tackle, depending upon where you put him. And uh, if you're running a 4-3, then I think he'll be an end. I think he'll be an end because he's he's not like a massive block eater unless he's playing like the like the uh, three tech because he wouldn't be a block eater. He'd be a guy who who uh, will will stop a run hole rather than uh, just taking up mass bodies on the line. Um, but even even a three four de, I think he's he's excellent at that too. That's where that's where he was drafted to play in the first place with the Colts. Um, something I want to put into consideration. First off. This was you know, a lot of back-ended, as you was talking about, back-ended uh, contracts. If players didn't want to come in to play with the Patriots, they wouldn't be signing low money up front and then big money later on, right? They would want their money now. And when you got all these guys like Judon, who's only getting, what, six, six, two, six and a half, somewhere around there his first, his first year, that tells me that these are a bunch of guys that are more than willing to come to the Patriots and play uh, and, and work their contract in a way to where they can be there. 
So Anthony is saying, so with the signing of Jalen Mills, what would be Kyle Duggar's purpose and role? Are we going to use him like Deron Harmon and make him a hybrid safety linebacker? I think he'll still keep playing hybrid. Jalen Mills there, though, is to replace Jason McCourty. Like, I don't think Jason McCourty's coming back, right? So unless they sign him and I didn't know. But uh, And if they did, I really haven't been paying attention. I really got into a deep conversation before I came out here. But um, he's here to replace Jason McCourty, not not to take over somebody who's on the team. Okay, sorry. My wife was asking me a question while you were we were talking about how Jalen Mills was going to be replacing Jason McCourty. Yeah, he's uh, there. To re- he's right there to replace J Mac. Oh, 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 oh! Breaking, breaking news. Washington is closing in on a deal for former Panthers wide receiver Curtis Samuel. Yeah, they've they've been talking about that for a minute now. Actually, this came out one minute ago. Yeah, Schefter. <laughs> I I I know, but I I've seen reports of rumors about that for like about four hours now. Do you think after Gallaudet to the Giants, they said we have to make this move in Washington? I think that's a good good. I mean, him with uh, McLaurin would be a heck of a combination. So because because I don't know, is the Gallaudet deal done yet? I know he's been he was close to signing with the Giants. I don't I, think I don't think it's don't, done yet. Though I don't right? think it's done. Yeah, I don't think it's done yet. I hate the fact that Curtis Samuel, everybody knows Curtis Samuel was my favorite wide receiver on the market. So, um, you know, I'm just sitting back as a Colts fan, just watching everybody get signed away. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, it's confirmed. Okay. (laughs) Curtis Samuel signing a three-year, $34.5 million deal with Washington. Mm. A three-year what? 34.5 mil. That's right about where I said about 11 mil. Yeah. Yep. So Curtis Samuel is off the table. Looks like Kenny Galladay is almost off the table. And what started as a very weak wide receiver market has, uh, he's, uh, mm-hmm. it's they're, they're, Will Fuller's the last guy now, like the, from the big and Juju, I guess. And right. Juju. Yeah. Those are the two big names left. Um, which really I'd argue, I don't know how big a name those guys really are. You know, I think they're they're big names, but I don't I wouldn't put them in the same category as I mean if Fuller can stay healthy, he's dynamite. But he's gotta stay healthy. That's the problem with Fuller. Or not take steroids. <laughs> yeah. Uh so uh the Colts did do one thing that surprised the heck out of me. Uh I just want to say Marlon Mack, they re-signed Marlon Mack for only two million dollars. I think that's a that's a good good situation for the Colts. So, but with the Patriots, man, I, I saw about the whole. Um, oh, why didn't the Pat sign Curtis Samuel instead of Aguilar? <laughs> like, here's my thing, guys. Here's my thing. We're the only fan base that we could sign the two best tight ends on the market, one of the best linebackers on the market. You know what I mean? Address every position and still complain. Like it's it really. It's, I didn't get Aguilar on Monday night. You know what I mean? When it was just John new Aguilar and born, I thought, okay, right. Aguilar, obviously there, take the top off the defense. That's his job, right? Take the top off the defense. And he's good at that. When Hunter Henry signed, I knew exactly why they brought in Aguilar because that offense is going to be the run game and the air game through the tight ends. And 
Aguilar is not going to be the primary co- contact. He's going to be there to take the top off the defense. And if you can get one deep to him, fantastic. But this offense now and going forward is back to that double tight end set. And it's it's not the receivers are going to play a much lesser role in this offense than before. And I think when you got Jacoby Myers and Aguilar with those two tight ends on on either end, uh, plus running the football, it's it, there. That's exactly what it's going to be. And Kendrick Bourne is not bad underneath. I'll just let you know that once he's actually got good vision and can and can create uh, yak yards with his vision. So I mean, he's not super super uh, like like Aguilar be able to take top off a of defense or anything of that nature, but uh, he's very good underneath. So, yeah. And Aguilar, you know, it's a $7 million cap hit this year. Right. And I think one of the things are, he's a 15, $10 million dead cap. If they do something with him la- next year, Patriots are going for it this year. And they're, they, I, Belichick really made a, a conscientious effort to keeping salary caps low and your salary low in year one and really backloaded everything. Yeah, like I said, I, I really honestly believe that he's he's going to seriously uh, put that whole TV deal to test, you know, in the next couple years. I, I'm thinking he's he's expecting to have even more salary cap when that happens, even when uh, uh, some of these signings come due, you know. Well, I've also seen – I saw somebody talking today that they feel like he could actually – ease up now on a lot of spending and try to carry as much money as he can over till next season as well. If he, if he, it, let's say he trades for Watson, like we were talking about earlier, he's got just enough money right now to carry that contract minus the signing bonus for his first year. This, uh, with the Patriots, I was looking at that. Yeah, no. So he would be able to, and then next year would open up and they're expecting with those new TV deals for the, for the salary cap to explode. Mm-hmm. So he kept it low this year. I want to get away from offense for a second though. Cause is, is, is excited as, as we are about the offense, you know, it is, you know, great. But Lawrence, how many times did you hear me say on sportscaster? This Patriots defense is two, maybe three pay pieces away from being elite. You know what I mean? We need to be able to stop the run, which they addressed with their two guys, actual mm-hmm. run stoppers. Really, the biggest move of free agency happened before free agency started. Hightower coming back, you know what I mean, and confirming he was coming back was one of the biggest moves of the season. It's one of those, you know, better than free agency type of moves. Then you bring in Judon, who can, you know, I know he's not that straight pass rusher like a lot of people do. Joe said to me, I asked Joe for his feedback. A, he thinks that the Patriots is the perfect system for him. That's what he said. He said he was worried about Judon and where he was going to go, like, mm-hmm. and how he'd perform. He said, going to the Patriots, perfect system for him. He said, don't expect a ton of sacks. Like, he's not going to be a sack machine, but he's going to disrupt. He says, yeah. and that's, you know, and you don't need sacks as long as he's disrupting and, and balls are getting thrown away. Right? So. Yep. It's um and again it, and what's going to come down to it this year is if Chase Winovich takes that step in year three, right? Like that's going to be a key piece to me, I think, because it's it's kind of playing all those linebackers together. Same with Jawan Bentley, who's I like, think going into year four, but he basically missed his whole rookie season. I think he played two games before he got hurt. So to me, this is like year three for him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there, there's a lot of things that that they could do. Um, I agree with McChicken Vlogs who's saying I still want to see I'd like to see Lawrence Guy come back. Absolutely. 
Lawrence guy. Or you need rotation pieces. You can't just re- resort on two guys. You need all those rotation pieces. Adam Butler's obviously gone, signed with Miami. Uh, Miami, right? Because that's what Miami does is they just sign former Patriots defensive players. Um, so yeah, it's uh, I, I was happy that they they really addressed the defense. That was that's what I was the happiest about. Yeah, so I mean, you, you look at their signings, they they addressed fairly equally, except for the tight end. They they really went hard into the tight end position. But when you look at offense and defense as a whole, you, you see he kind of went very even in this whole uh, free agency. So uh, he's trying to fill in the spots that he knows for a fact that he needed help with from last year. And he's, he's banking unless the whole Cam Newton thing though, you know, if they do trade up for a quarterback or get a quarterback or something like that, this, this off season, great. But Cam Newton coming back with a, uh, a full off season, understanding the system, understanding the playbook, um, things of that nature. You can't undersell that either. No, and and it, it's yeah. It, it, there's. <laughs> I just starting to sound like Sarah. Uh, no, I, I don't disagree with you though. I don't disagree with you with with you at all. I'm looking at these contracts. Jonu Smith is going to take up five point six million this year. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Like six mil. Yeah. Hunter Henry, six point eight. Mm-hmm. Like it's just these are ridiculous contracts, you know. Like I'm saying, if if they did not want to come to New England, they wouldn't assign contracts with very little money up front and back ended. And that's that's what kind of makes me realize, you know, everybody running around saying, "Well, no one wants to play for New England." That's that's BS. It's BS. And then they got an out in 2024. Three point drops. The dead cap drops down to 3.7 if they don't want to pay him 15.7. Okay. We got to wrap this up in a minute here because I was totally late. I apologize, guys. Short one tonight. Uh, Thank you to Lawrence for actually showing up because you could have just told me to go, you know, you could have just told me to to go suck an egg after I made you wait half an hour. But uh, I appreciate you coming on. I want to ask you about an NFL rule, if we could, because it's so reports came out that Travis Kelsey, is restructuring his contract to open up more cap space uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Okay. This isn't a Chiefs comment because I've seen the Patriots do this a million times. This is more just a general NFL comment. So people wonder why teams like the Patriots, who, by the way, people say the Patriots don't spend. The Patriots were always carried about five million dollars in cap space a year you know what i mean like that's it's not like they did but teams like the patriots the packers you know like how do you keep your cores together and some of these big guys yeah okay brady takes pay cuts this and that brett veach is now becoming the guy better at manipulating the salary cap than anybody you know what i mean so travis kelsey is now restructuring his contract with the kansas city chiefs to open up more to open up more cap space for the team. The contract that he signed last year, mid-season. The NFL has to put in some sort of waiting period based on years of a contract before a guy is able to restructure his contract, right? And look, Belichick's the master of this. You know what I mean? So I'm not, like, I'm not 
saying if the do it if you're the Chiefs, you know what I mean? Like do it, like you know, do it. But I'm just looking at it as a whole. Like the competition committee needs to look at this. I know they won't want to do it because everybody does it. But if you really want cap, dis, you know, disparity. If you want disparity in the NFL, if you want a different Super Bowl winner every year, you can't allow teams to manipulate the cap like this. No. Well, I mean, there is a specific money has to be in a specific place for it to be restructured to move it from one place to another. It has to be in that specific place to do so. And um, both the team and the player has to agree to do it. So there is limitations to restructuring a deal. Uh, do I think that you should be allowed to do it more than once a year? No. I mean, so, that's so like, one, like one player or you mean like if no, you, like, if you re- player. like if you resign a new contract last October, you cannot restructure until next October, not not yeah. in in April or March. I mean, because it's free agency and your team paid your quarterback a half a billion dollars and now you're trying to find cap space. Well, think about, I mean, Patrick Mahomes renegotiated his contract too. Well, yeah, that's a year it. Later. A year later. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, there has to be, and I, look, the Patriots took advantage of this a million times, and mm-hmm. I didn't care when the Patriots did it, but I care when when Kansas City does it, and that's why this came up. And I know this this would screw Belichick in a way, but I feel like the NFL has got to put in some rule. Like, you got to, like, 40% of your contract has to be expired before you're allowed to restructure because at that point, I'm just saying this, at that point, What's the point of having a salary cap? Okay, so we're going to do this for you this year because that's how you negotiate, right? Okay, Travis, listen, we're going to give you a $12 million base salary this year, a $12 million next year, a $9 million the year after that. But in March, we're going to restructure you and we're going to convert it all to signing bonus and give you a $1 million base. And that's going to save us $7.5 million in cap room, right? Like it's, it's, you're manipulating three, four, five years down the line with one contract. The guy's still going to get the same amount of money. It just depends when he gets it. You know what I mean? Like it's like, people are like, well, you know, like Belichick with Gilmore. So the Patriots last year restructured Gilmore actually ate up cap space doing it to bring his yearly cash to 15 million. And people are like, well, he got a raise. I'm like, no, he didn't. He's only getting $7 million in cash the next year. You know what I mean? All they did was take the money and expedited a year to make him happy. They never renegotiated anything. He was making the exact same amount of money he was making last year. They just, you take some of that cash, you flip it into signing bonuses, you take some signing bonus and flip it into base salary, and you know you can manipulate it that way. There's got to put some sort of rule in, like even like thirty percent of the contract must be met before you're able to do this. Because then what's the? At this point, it's what's the point of having a salary cap? You might as well just let everybody spend what they want to spend. So at this point. It's not the question of, of of making the rule. It's what we're going to call it. I mean, is it going to be the Brady Tuck? You know, you got the Brady Tuck rule. You got the Manning rule. Is this going to be the Kansas City uh, contract rule? It's going to be the Kansas City rule. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, okay. I mean, <laughs> Chris Jones, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey just signed three massive contracts last year, and all three of them are restructuring their contracts to free up more cap space. Yeah, but – that's how their contracts were built too. We all knew it when it was made, you know? Um, oh no, I know. Yeah, I know. I know. It's, That's it's what I'm saying. Timing issue. Yep. The NFL like needs to, it's either the NFL needs to say you can't structure a contract like that or just get rid of the salary cap. You know what I mean? Let them pay. The New England Patriots are worth $4.4 billion. Tom, they would have given Tom Brady a hundred million a year if he wanted it. 
You know what I mean? Like it's it's. I I, I like the salary cap in the uh, in the in the aspect that it kind of evens out teams a little bit, as opposed to like baseball where you've got three or four major teams and you know that they're going to be fighting in every year and your smaller market teams ain't going to do jack. So as a Colts fan, I'm all good for the salary cap because we are a very small market team. No, I get what you're saying. And that's what I'm saying. I like the salary cap too, but I think they actually need to make it more stingy than what they're doing because I get what you're saying, but when you're able to manipulate the cap, 2004, 2014, the New England Patriots went to the Super Bowl. 2016, the New England Patriots went to the Super Bowl. 2017, the New England Patriots went to the Super Bowl. 2018, the Patriots went to the Super Bowl, beating the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. 2019, the Kansas City Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. 2020, the Kansas City Chiefs went to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, it, it's, it's the same. I mean, there's been, like, in the AFC – there's been like seven quarterbacks in the last 20 years to go to the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it, it's it's because it's whatever GM knows how to manipulate the salary cap the best. You know what I mean? Like it, so that's where I'm just getting at where it's like if you really want parity, you got to put a stop somewhere. You know what I mean? Where you can't yeah, guys can get paid, but there's none of this restructuring thing. If that's the contract you set, 30% of the contract, which would at least be a year and a half. You're talking Travis Kelsey. You're talking seven months after he signed his contract, restructuring his contract. And that, look, the Patriots do it all the time. It's not me whining about the Chiefs. It's just that's, you know, seeing it is what triggered me that, like, triggered in a way of me thinking about it, not of being like, right? That triggered me that they got to do something about the rule. I have a salary cap question for you, if you don't mind. Yes. That's and an opinion on your end. Yep. With multiple teams over the salary cap, when free agency started, do you think the NFL will be lenient with teams because of the COVID team cap hit restriction? I think they should be under because of one reason. They gave them like four days notice of what the cap was going to be. Yeah. They basically said like, what was it last Wednesday that it came out? So seven days, seven days or seven or six days. Here's the, what do you do in six days? You got to restructure contracts. You got to, they they didn't want to just go release all their players and say, okay, let's release this guy. Release. Like, what do the saints do? Yeah, they, all, all, all their guys have high, high dead cap hits. So you know what I mean? Like they, they, what they have to do restructures. If they would have, if they would have came out in February, you know what I'm talking about? Or even March 1st and said, Hey, you have 17 days to figure it out. I think that's enough time. Right. But I remember us last week talking about salary or the free agency and we still didn't know what the salary cap was. Mm-hmm. So I think they should. And it was a massive hit. I mean, everybody gets suspected it was going to go down, but it was a massive, a massive hit, right? Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So I, I expect some kind of official notice by the NFL committee with uh, the the Players Association and the NFL probably within the next week, stating that you know that, that uh, heck, I wouldn't be surprised if they just wave up to like a ten million dollar over the cap thing, you know. Uh, now, anything above that, like where the Saints, or, I don't, is it the, the Eagles that are worse off? Well, just, there's a couple teams down yeah. there that are they're getting pretty bad. Uh, they might get hit with a $5 million tag or maybe a, a, a seventh round pick hit or something like that. 
that's that's over 10 mil but after that i don't i don't think i think that a lot of those guys are like one two three four million dollars uh over the cap they'll probably get forgiven uh, what I think you're going to see a lot of going forward, and it's going to be when Deshaun Watson gets moved, it's going to be because of Jared Goff. There's going to be a whole lot of things. I think you're going to see a rule in dead cap. I think you're going to see a rule change because owners are going to turn around and say, these guys are signing five-year deals and demanding to be trade, traded and threatening to sit out. The Eagles um, have over $40 million in dead cap this year. No, no, I get that. You know what I mean? <laughs> and Carson Wentz is going to be, well, did you guys have any dead cap when, when Andrew Luck retired? No, we gave him money. We no, no, honored no. his contract that year. No, I get what you're saying, but say you didn't, but he had 30 million in dead cap. You're on the hook for that 30 million in dead cap mm-hmm. because he retired. Why is it your fault that in the middle of the preseason, Andrew Luck said, I've had enough, I'm retiring. And the Colts get nailed for it. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. or, or whatever. Like, my thing is, like, I could see now with Watson demanding a trade and all those, you know, guys saying I want to be traded out, I could see owners turning around now going, our salary cap is getting killed because these guys have grown, you know, backbones. And either we need to change these rules or you need to help us with the dead cap. And I think the NFL will comply. It's possible. Well, because I think, you know, at the end of the day, Goodell knows who pays his bills. And it's it's not the players. The players pay the owner's bills, but it's not the players. It's the anyways, the Chiefs are doing things, they're they're staying good. I'm whining about it, but <laughs> uh, see, you're right. Even when the Patriots do great, every Patriot fan finds a reason to complain. <laughs> Even not Ray about Rao. the team. Oh no, I, we can all complain. <laughs> But I, you won't hear me complain about the team. Oh, okay. okay. You didn't hear me complain about the team when we were seven and nine. You know what no, I mean? No. Let alone. You let accepted alone. what what was. Yeah. It I was what it. it was, you know? Yeah. I've seen the Patriots not make the playoffs before. It's It wasn't anything new to me. It's been a long time. It's been a long time, but it wasn't anything new to me. Um, so it is what it is. All right, guys. I got to wrap this up because in 40 minutes, I got to come do our show again. I haven't even prepped that show yet. So I got to start prepping that and getting that ready. I think I know what we're going to talk about tonight. Lawrence, I'm so sorry for making you wait, but take a couple of minutes here or seconds, whatever you need. Tell the people where they can find you. Man, you can find me over on Twitter and Instagram at Colts underscore law. I've got a Facebook page called Colts Law, and I'm on YouTube. Uh, Lawrence Owen. You can also type in Colts Law, find me there. I'm growing pretty big. I just interviewed uh, former CBS broadcaster Kent Sterling, and uh, I had him on for over an hour, longer than he expected. And you go check that out because after that stream, he told me uh, he, he was very impressed with me and thinks that I could take a job in broadcasting. Very good. I, that'd be awesome, but I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> Speaking of which, any news or are we still not no, saying? Still no. waiting. Still waiting. Okay. All right, guys. Thank you so much. We'll see you in 40 minutes to talk Patriots again. Not Lawrence, me, Sarah, Connor. Lawrence will be back with me Sunday at 7 p.m. Lawrence, I promise you at 7 p.m. Not okay. 7. You will, <laughs> and I will not be I will not be sending you swear words at 728. It's okay. I forgive you. It happens. We do it to each other every once in a while. It's no no new thing. We do. All right, guys. Take care. See ya. I'm Matt Cundall, host of the Sound Off Podcast, the show about podcast and broadcast. 
Since 2016, we've been speaking with amazing people who have populated your ears for decades. Legendary broadcasters, research wizards, talent experts, podcasters, voice talent. Almost 400 stories, all for free. Subscribe or follow the Sound Off Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at soundoffpodcast.com. everywhere the imagination dares it's for the open-minded the pleasure seeker it's jeff woods with the new podcast about relationships and sexuality theme-based with special guests blue hotel hotline at every episode climaxes with an adult bedtime story get a room and listen in at the blue hotel Begins Friday, September 23rd.